Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio on a Wednesday morning. So the guys that haven't left the PGA Tour might have a little get-together and a come-to-Jesus, if you will. Uh, I always love that phrase, but I think that's the best way to describe this situation. Well, when we used to have them at the TV station, they were sometimes very painful. Do tell. <laughs> Do tell. Let's relive some of those. No, no. <laughs> In this case, though, the BMW Classic begins tomorrow, and that's the second of the three FedEx Championship matches. The winner, ultimate winner, gets $15 million first prize. That's pretty good. Well, anyway, there have been more defections from the PGA Tour to the Live Tour. Not everybody, the vast majority is staying on the PGA Tour, but PGA is obviously worried. So they asked the big gun to have a little meeting with the, with the troops. So the big gun, Mr. Woods, has flown. He, he, he's not playing, of course. Uh, he has flown from his home, I, th- I guess in Florida, to Wilmington, Delaware. That's where they're having the BMW Classic this year. And he's called the troops aside. Now, I think it happened the first of the two meetings. It happened late yesterday. Not meeting at the country club. Oh, no, that's where all the media is. We've got some secret hotel somewhere. And I think what he is doing is delivering a message. Look, guys, you're in the solid tour right now. Yeah, the money may not be as great as the Saudi Arabian tour. But this is, you've got to play hard for this. You better stay right where you are and don't leave because you ain't coming back. And I think the PGA wants that to be resonating with their players. Not going to be any leeway here. No amnesty. You leave. You're gone. I think that's the message. I don't know that. I think that's the message. But Woods also, and I'm guessing this, might be telling him, be patient because we will come to some kind of an agreement somewhere along the line. And, And it's obvious they're going to have to come to something. But in terms of amnesty, zero. At least I am guessing See, I, that's what the I wonder what's going to happen, though, if they do come to some sort of agreement to the guys that they said, you're not coming back, now do they get to come back? Well, they get to come back, yes. But will they get to any reparations from having left? Zero. None. Yeah. And uh, maybe some points taken off from their world standing, which is the case now since the Live Tour doesn't... It's not competition. It's exhibition. It isn't. It's an exhibition. It is uh, three rounds. Yeah. It's 54 holes, and it's a shotgun start since when do you have shotgun in pro golf? Not in competitive golf. So there's that aspect of it, but that's not the way these players are looking at it. They're guaranteed their money. Interestingly enough, well, let's just say that thus and such and so and so guaranteed for being on the live tour $100 million. The Saudis are going to pay him $100 million. That's fine. And he wins a tournament that's uh, maybe worth the first prize is $20 million. And then that guarantee goes down to 80 It comes off what you were told, the total package. So he's not added to it. It's a subtraction. There's a, a little bit of a glitch involved here, too. That's like the fifth time you've used that word today. <laughs> All we're right. not going to talk about the other one. Yeah, we're not going to talk about the other glitch. All right, uh, 23-time major tennis champion Serena Williams is discovering that getting old sucks. It does. <laughs> That's probably the best way to put it. She is. She's she's attempted to come back. Now, it's, it's a farewell comeback, and she's made it clear that after the U.S. Open, she's going to retire. Well, uh, the retirement may be a whole lot quicker than what she thinks it's going to be. She played a tune-up match. Now, the, the Masters tournament, or the Masters part of the uh, of the Pro Tennis Tour, is a big deal. There's big money. It had the Montreal Masters. That was two weeks ago. 
Serena playing in it just to get warmed up, see what she could do, KO'd in the first round. Yesterday, she's playing in the Cincinnati Masters, which is also a big deal and which some friends of mine have gone to in the past. It is a very big deal. Big crowds. Bingo. Gone. First round. Emma Raducanu is the one who knocked her out. Now, Emma Raducanu is a very, very fine player. She's an American. It's a Romanian name, but she's an American player, and she is good. Knocked out Serena and didn't just knock her out, whipped her in straight sets. Oh, boy. Well, next up is the U.S. Open, and that's coming up here at the end of this month in New York. Uh, Serena will certainly draw a big crowd in her first match, but that may be it. She simply cannot compete anymore. The conditioning process, the hand-eye coordination, you're right. Getting old sucks. Getting old sucks. All right. Uh, Before we talk about some of the guys that uh, have been cut from the Chiefs, I wanted to just mention the uh, writer for the Las Vegas Raiders who, uh, during the offseason, said that the final nail in the coffin had been shut for the Chiefs when they picked up Demarcus Robinson, and now he's also been let go from the Raiders. So that writer looks like an idiot. Uh, but we did have a we did have to make the cuts this week. The first of the cuts that is, and one of them already got a new job. Yeah, and that's not a surprise either. Lonnie Johnson can still play the game. Now he didn't fit into the scheme of things for the Chiefs. They got him in, I think, in May, if I'm not mistaken, from the Houston Texans, who had let him go. And Delaney, who's a very good player at Kentucky when he played there, uh, is, in fact, a seasoned pro. Well, he didn't fit with the Chiefs, but they let him go on Monday, got picked up almost immediately by the Tennessee Titans. So here's a situation in which you go to that waiver wire, see who's on there. Chiefs may do the same thing. Who knows what might happen? It's cut down time, and he gets another job. All right, next cut for the pros is coming up a week from this past Tuesday. Then they have to get down to 80 players, so there will be at least, doesn't necessarily mandated that five is where you stop. It could be more than that. But you do have to cut five players, and then the following week you've got to be down to about 53. So it's it's a massive ejection, so to speak, from camp. It is, but uh, at the same time, um, it's professional sports, and you got to get the best of the best of the best of the best. Ned, so the Cardinals definitely need to gain as much ground as they can against the Rockies. Did they do that last night? Game ground, they did. They won the game. Colorado is simply not a very good baseball team at all. They lead. Colorado leads the Cardinals 4-3 to going into the eighth inning. Cardinals tie the game. It's 4-4 in the ninth. Goes to the last of the ninth inning. Still 4-4. to This is how bad the Colorado team and their relief pitching is. Bring in a reliever. Walks the first two batters. Death knell right there. You're not going to get out of that. Load the bases. And here's Tyler O'Neill at bat. And what happens? Gets hit. It's a walk-off hit by pitch. How often does that happen? Very, very rarely. Not in pro baseball, it doesn't. No, this is major leagues. Come on, these guys aren't major leaguers. Anyway, Cardinals win by a score of 5-4. Needed to win the game. They need to sweep this series. Colorado is not a very good baseball team at all. But yeah, that's, that's a big win for them. Big-time win and uh, as much ground as they can gain in the next several weeks. That's just going to help them going into the playoffs. Uh, Speaking of which, um, hopefully they get Jack back just in time for the playoffs. He was down here in Springfield rehabbing yesterday. How'd he do? He did very well. I think they have to be pleased with the way that Jack Flaherty pitched. Started the game for the Springfield Cardinals against the Arkansas Travelers last night. That's the Seattle Mariners AA Farm Club. 
He pitched three innings, allowed two hits. First of all, a shutout. He shut him out for about three innings. That was out, and he left the game after probably about 50 departed, and the Springfield Cardinals went on door of 2-1. to one. There was, I, I wanted to see what the attendance was last night. I was not there. Uh, a little bit over 3,000. That's a pretty good crowd. I suspect at the end of the game, the pretty uh, good crowd of over 3,000 was probably about three because there was a lengthy rain delay. Oh, yes, there was. That was after Jack Flaherty had pitched, and that's why they came to see him pitch. Anyway, be that as it may, victory for the Cardinals, and Jack Flaherty looks good. I think, though, Mike, in all honesty, he's still a ways away from being part of the Cardinals staff, if that is even going to happen this year. Now, August the 20th, I'm, I'm sorry, no, no, it's August 31st. August 31st, the Cardinals have to, well, along with every other team, have to set their roster. The playoff roster has to be the players who are going to play. After that, you stop it right there. You can't join it unless there's some kind of serious injury of some sort. Of course, you can always manufacture them, I guess. But, yeah, you could. But will Flaherty be on that playoff roster when they set it? That is a big question. Anyway, the Cardinals, the Springfield Cardinals, win 2-1. Flaherty pitched very well. Kansas City Royals did not. Went to Target Field, Minneapolis, and got buried by the Minnesota Twins, 9-0. Minnesota's a very good baseball team. Yes, they are. It's Jamboree Weekend in the Ozarks, isn't it, Ned? It is indeed. These are the old soap scrimmages that teams used to have many years ago, but now they're Jamborees, and I really do love this idea. The Jamborees, there are certain schools that are set as host schools. Uh, I think there are probably a couple of them here in Springfield. I believe Nixa is one of them. And what happens is the host team goes out there with their squad and they invite several other schools. The max is three others. Sometimes it's only two others. They play each other. It's a set number of plays. One team has 12 offensive plays. The other team obviously has 12 defensive plays. Then they flip-flop. And the other team has 12 offensive and 12 defense. Great way to test your team. Goes on for maybe hour and three quarters, two hours, and everybody plays everybody else. It's a really good idea, and that happens this Friday. That occurs this Friday, which means the season opens next Friday. Can you believe it? I can't. It's a good thing, though. I'm glad it's back, Ned. You have a great day, and I'll see you tomorrow.